0: This podcast
1: was recorded on Rwandary land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrok, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play PlayOnLine. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe, and I'm here with my co-host, Gemma Bastiani, AFLW analyst extraordinaire. How are you, Gem?
2: I'm just stretching, so I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. Now we'll settle
1: in. Yeah. Uh, t- today we are previewing Collingwood for the AFLW season <laughs> 2022. Um, the Pies finished third on the ladder this last season uh, with a percentage of 190%. 0.5 and they lost the preliminary final to brisbane that was a game
2: it was a game it was just unfortunate that it was back-to-back with the other game and there's just too much football being crammed into shorts periods of time for day I w i mean we love footy but we like being able to watch all of it yes
1: so hopefully the fixture will be kinder to us this year
2: we'll see how it goes i'm not getting my hopes up if i'm honest <laughs> So we're in the off season at the minute um,
1: and we've obviously had, we've had the trade period and the draft period. Who would your trade highlight
2: for Collingwood? Got to go with Sabrina Frederick. Cause the question is really, is she the last piece of the puzzle here? Um, the the Pies have always struggled to pile on big scores. So even in recent years, when they have emerged as a strong side, they've still struggled to to put on those big scores that can really put a team away. Um mm. So having a big attention pulling key forward like Sabrina Frederick might be the last thing they need to tip themselves over that edge into a grand final or a premiership. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean we'll see her win the competition's goal kicking, but I think her inclusion makes Chloe Malloy, Aisling Sheridan, Sophie Alexander, other players like that far more dangerous as well. I think mm. it's worth noting that the pies are one of just two of the inaugural eight sides that have never kicked 10 or more goals in a match. The GWS is the other. So it's interesting to see because they, for the last two years, they've been a really challenging side. They made a prelim this year, but they've never been able to do that.
1: Never gone big.
2: Yeah. And I think that's because they've struggled to create a forward line that can do that. Um, they've kind of, pieced something together that hasn't worked quite often you know they tried katie lynch there a bit but she's gone to the dogs and excelled as a defender chloe malloy you know would probably be more useful in playing a little bit more loosely but they rely so heavily on her being their main forward yeah so i think having sabrina frederick come in could be that last piece of the puzzle there
1: yeah absolutely i mean i always feel like calling are a pretty dangerous side Generally, but I never think about that in terms of their forward line. Like there's individuals like Molloy, obviously, but most of I think the the pizzazz, if you will, comes from their midfield. Um, yeah. The engine room is pretty amazing. So when I saw them pick up Sabs, I was like, oh, you know, if they weren't gonna um, have a real crack at a premiership this year, is the year now that they will. Because yeah, I agree. I think she's what they've been missing. We know she can kick the goals, but also, yeah, she potentially provide that almost like a distraction I suppose for the other mm-hmm. boardline players to really get to work so that's pretty exciting I'm gonna flag Alison Downey as my highlight again sentimental reasons Al's come from Carlton um mm-hmm. you know having having been de- delisted at the end of the season I love a good story where someone gets to play their footy forever I say this all the time <laughs> I think everyone knows that by now but I think Collingwood when Shani Norder retired I think they were Probably scratching their heads about who they could find to fill that spot. They're never going to get a like for like, but I feel like Downey's not far off. I think probably Norda was a bit more athletic and imposing, but I think Downey's experience and obviously, you know, sort of playing second ruck for Carlton will help enormously. Mm-hmm. It really sort of plugs that gap for the Pies um, since Norda's left. So I think she'll bring a bit of experience, a bit of leadership, um, and she just should slot well into that center circle. Yeah. Who was your draft highlight?
2: I'm going with Imogen Barnett, who was pick 33 nationally. She was number 21 in Victoria. Um, they're gathering a, a bit of depth up forward and to really bolster that end of the ground, as we just discussed Um mm which then could potentially give them the chance to use Malloy in different damaging ways. But Barnett was this year's VFLW leading goal kicker. She's strong in the air and she's a really neat set shot at goal, um, which is the kind of reliability that you really need in a forward line. Someone that you know can go back and slot a, a goal when you need them the most. Yeah. So think... A bit of a think, workhorse. Yeah, think Tegan Cunningham when she was at Melbourne, you know, yeah. reliable go back take the shot type of thing um and I think that's what Imogen Barnett can bring to the pies
1: yeah absolutely Barnett was also my highlight um like you said she played a key role in the success of the pies in the BFLW season this year mm. um and I think because you know the way that their program is structured particularly at Collingwood she'll basically take to the AFLW level like a doctor water because their programs the BFLW and the AFLW are are very aligned with each other Um, so I think she'll handle that transition to elite football well and yeah really reinforcing that forward line like if they weren't already scary with what they've got so far in addition of, of Imogen Barnett will be pretty great
2: yeah
0: do we have any
1: concerns to worry about
2: uh not too much I think the pies have done well to kind of slowly reconstruct their list over the past couple of years um you've already mentioned Al Downey kind of plugging that hole that has been left by Norda's retirement which I think is quite good she's she's probably not as physical as Norda, but I think she'll serve that midfield well um mm. and just looking into the future I think that they probably need to start preparing for life without Stacey Livingston. So who is their key defensive post that they're developing to come into that role once Stacey Livingston moves on from the game? So that's probably looking a bit further into the future because there's not too much to worry about now, I think, for the Pies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know that these women sacrifice a lot to play sport at an elite level and many of them have other jobs and lives outside of football to be able to play football at an elite level. And I just recently saw an interview series with Daisy Livingston about how early she gets up in the morning to do mm-hmm. her job and then go on and and how late into the evening, you know, obviously footy training has. And I think, you know, her first alarm goes off at 10 past four, which I know that's a reality, but hearing it out of a player's mouth, you know, they really do put in a lot and to have done that for such a long period of time that's commitment yeah (laughs) and she's a general on the on the back line there for the pies Mm. very reliable do you think that they'll change up their structure of play this year
2: I don't know that it'll require too much change um they do have that strength through the middle thanks to that elite midfield they like to go direct through the corridor have those midfielders push forward to help score as well. Mm. Um, And then this is held up by that really strong defensive line where every player is great in a one-on-one. I think Lauren Butler and Jordan Allen showed how important they are to that defensive line once they got injured and were out of it. Um, But then most of the players offer a lot of bounce out of defence as well. Ruby Schleicher and her run and carry out of defence is really important. So they kind of have bases covered. Um, no matter what situation they're in, I think. Um, Mm. And again, I think, yeah, that forward pressure and that that scoreboard pressure is the last part that they've needed to really get over the line here. Who's your dream matchup? North Melbourne. So this is, I think, one of the truest rivalries of the AFLW. They've had some incredible matches against each other. They've had some player movement um, that has been significant from Collingwood to North Melbourne and then coach um, Scott Gowans from North Melbourne over to Collingwood. So um, I always love a North Melbourne Collingwood uh, fight. I call it a fight because they're always really intense games.
1: They are. I think back to the last two that I can remember and each time it's just been an absolute battle and there's always been so much riding on it. Like it's Mm -hmm. been a qualifying final, it's been a preliminary final and they're one each at the moment, aren't they?
2: In terms of finals, they are, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was at their last meetup this year and just the physicality of it and the the frustration boiling over from players because I see right on the boundary was intense.
2: And the momentum swing
1: yeah, absolutely. The roos were up, and then and then they weren't.
2: <laughs> then they weren't. Yeah. Then they
1: weren't. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. It's a, it's a great rivalry that's coming out in in the competition. I would also love to see Collingwood play Brisbane. Um, I think I've mentioned it before, but obviously, the game this year that was between the Lions and and the Pies was moved from Hickey Park in Brisbane to Witten Oval at the last minute due to COVID, and mm-hmm. it only seemed to fuel Brisbane on to a win. But the matchups in that game. Davy v. Spark, um, I definitely want to see some more some more footy games like that.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, I can't disagree. Do we think that they'll make finals? Yeah, I would be surprised if they weren't top two.
1: Yeah, they've narrowly missed out previous years and they might just have the steam to do it this year for sure. Well, that's a wrap on our preview of Collingwood for season 2022 of the AFLW. If you'd like to chat to us more about footy, uh, you can find us on the internet on Twitter. I'm at row underscore kel, and at play on radio mel can also be found there. Gemma, what's your Twitter handle?
2: I'm at g l on Twitter, and I like to tweet stats. <laughs> good stats. It's well worth your time. I try to make them good. Well, I haven't seen a bad one yet. That's
1: nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it from us for now. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch
0: you next time on Footy Actually.